Salutation. Salutations. I'm Sophia's friend Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend Sophia. And this is Quotes and Anecdotes. Welcome back. Hello, Happy everyone. Wednesday. Happy um, January. 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 Last week of January, first week of February, whenever. I think it's probably the first week of February. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's going pretty quickly. Yeah, oh my goodness. Having a good week. A good 2019. Yeah. One month done. We're a 12th done with 2019. A 12th? Ah! I mean, not yet, Sophia. We have a little bit of time before this actually goes up. But. That's very scary. It's still quite scary. Well, I hope you guys have been having a good year so far then. Yeah. Hope that you've set some goals for yourself or haven't set any goals like I have because I don't. Didn't never follow them. I'm very bad at resolutions. Same. So, I hope that you're living your best life this year. Yeah. We wish the best for all of you guys. I hope that you're enjoying what... Learning about 2019. You know, the learning Um, that goes into a new year. Figuring the new stuff out. Yeah, I mean, in a, in a new year, there's in one year there's a whole lot of learning. I bet you can't tally up all the learning you do in one year. Sophia, do you like learning? I love learning, which I know a lot of people don't, but personally, I love learning. I love learning. I love school. I love knowledge. And, you know, huh, strange how this happened, but... This leads us straight to this week's topic. Sophia, what is this week's topic? This week's topic is learning. School, learning, knowledge. I'm sorry, I said the topic wrong. The topic is school, learning, knowledge. Yeah, so um, Bronwyn and I both, um, we have maybe a not popular opinion, especially among high schoolers, in that uh, we both think learning is incredibly important and we both really enjoy school. Um... So we decided that today we would talk about learning and the importance of learning and just an appreciation of knowledge. Yeah, and maybe we can, if you're not a fan, maybe you can, I don't know. You can, I mean, and it doesn't have to, you don't have to love learning in school, but I'm sure, I can't imagine a person who doesn't like learning in some way. Yeah. Like, even if it's learning about... I don't know, a new character in a TV show. Like, that's yeah. technically or learning. Or finding something that you love and <laughs> or, learning how to spend your time doing that or exactly. whatever it may be. Like, I hope that... There are so many different forms of learning, and I it's incredibly important, and I'm sure that everyone can find a way to enjoy it. And we it. hope to inspire you to take steps to learn something new. Yeah. Well, with that, Sophia, do you want to start us off with your word of the week? I would love to. Uh, So my word this week is erudition. It's a noun that means the quality of having or showing great knowledge or learning, especially from reading or studying. Mm -hmm. Um, And the etymology of the word erudition, it was hard for, it was very hard for me to find this. (laughs) And this is, it's quite a sentence that I found. And um, it, it is, the word erudition came into Middle English from Latin. A scholar is erudite, Latin eruditus. Um, when instruction and reading followed by digestion and contemplation have effaced all rudeness, um, that is to say, smoothed away all raw, untrained incivility. So, wow. I guess that's where erudition came from. So I guess but, it's like, it's just like pure 
learning in and of itself, like without any of the knowledge from reading or from without studying. any of the excess accessories that go along with it. I guess so. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. Um, it is. It was. It's a kind of a cool word, and I know we just talked about how learning doesn't necessarily have to be like school and books, but this word is specifically <laughs> school and books. But you know, as someone who does really enjoy reading and even enjoy school and, and learning from school. Um, I just found this word very fitting. It's, it's a nice word. Um, and that sentence sort of fascinated me. Like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting that people came up with that word and came yeah. up with a way to, to use it. And it's specifically learning from, from books and learning from studying. So, and I think that's the first thing everyone jumps to when you think about learning. So I figured that would be a good starting off point today. That makes sense. It's just the word yeah. erudition. In, so applying to learning in the pure basic sense of school and math, English, science type learning and erudition. Yep. Learning from books. Definitely. What is your word? So my word is philomath, which is a noun, and it means a lover of learning or a scholar. A few, so philomath comes from the Greek philos, which is beloved or loving or friend in that kind of genre. And manthanine, or manthanian, uh, and taking the math from that to learn as in polymath. So it is someone who is a lover of learning and studying, as both Sophia and I are. And again, this could apply to the very basic sense of learning from books, as we both do enjoy, but also... I mean, in general, it, I think it could apply to anything that you're learning, whether it's yeah. artistic, whether it's um, something like learning how to make a podcast. Yeah, definitely. Right? I think and you might not realize you're a philomath, especially if you consider yourself someone who like, oh, no, I don't like reading. I don't like school. But right. you, you never know. Think, you can I think, think about it. And maybe. I think most people experience, whether they realize it or not, a sense of gratification gratification or joy from figuring something out or learning yeah. something new I think for most people after they once they experience that they do it's a I think it's a positive thing for most people and even if they may not realize it like mm -hmm. the fact that oh I learned something new and I enjoyed the fact that now I have this new knowledge um it's it's just interesting to think about like maybe not everyone yeah. has that thought or thinks like oh yeah that's me I'm a feeling that but <laughs> I think <laughs> that's who I am. What's one word to describe yourself, Sophia? Oh, I am a total philomath. <laughs> I'm a philomath. Um, yeah, I think it's a really cool word. I love that. I've never heard it before. I mean, it's the same thing. Like, I had never heard that word either. And I mean, that, which is kind of ironic because I found the word, I learned about it, and I got so excited about it, right? So yeah, in and of itself is the, um, that's that word. Definitely um, a demonstration of how you're yes. a philomath. Well, now that we've gotten the those words out of the way, I'm kidding. It's not a great no, way to No, I know, I started to say that, and then I realized that it sounded really okay. negative. No, now that we've appreciated fully and explored the depths of each of these words, they're not phrases, each of these multisyllabic words. Oh, God. Shall that we move on to quotes? That was an incredible sentence. I, you should you. be proud. Um, before we do, I think it's important to mention that we're both sitting here eating candy canes. 
But I can't open mine, and I didn't want to open it because I knew it was going to make noise. So I kind of grabbed it, and then I realized, oh, I can't eat it. I can't open it. So now I'm See, just I haven't the had one all holiday season. It's how no longer the holidays. How do you open it? And then I saw that there are candy canes, and I had a craving for them. How do you need you help? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Go. I did it. All right, so yes, now I will be eating a candy cane. And we um, refuse to let it distract from the the legitimacy and effectiveness of this podcast it's a learning it experience i guess yeah, exactly candy canes while uh recording a podcast um i wonder if we're the first no that doesn't make we're sense. not the first people ever to eat candy canes while recording a yeah podcast. that was what i was I gonna say but... however you know we never All right, know enough focusing on all right sorry about the ten. <laughs> i'm so sorry we've again everything. spent the entire day recording the podcast, so we're we're, we're all just a tad. Gonna time. be one of those episodes, but yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's a good time. It really is. So today, it, with my quotes, are something different because, as we just heard, there's two of them. I chose two quotes today because I felt they weren't quite enough um, standing alone, and they also fit really well together. Mm-hmm. And I also just couldn't choose between the two of them. I couldn't choose which one resonated with me more. So Theo's so, being a rebel. I'm, I know, I can't believe I'm unconforming from the norm so much. That is not a word. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, true. Okay. Quote one, Sophia. (laughs) My first quote is, that is what learning is. You suddenly understand something you've understood your whole life, but in a new way. And it was said by Doris Lessing, who is a British Zimbabwean, Zimbabwean? Yeah. I didn't know how to pronounce that and Roman corrected me. Uh, novelist. She was born to British parents in Iran, where she lived until 1925. Um, Lessing was awarded the 2007 Nobel Prize in Literature. Um, And in awarding the prize, the Swedish Academy described her as that ethicist of the female experience, who with skepticism, fire, and visionary power has subjected a divided civilization to scrutiny. Heck yeah. Another crazy sentence but i thought that was really cool to have, to be described can you imagine being described that way i know i would be so happy that would be really cool and just one last fun fact about her is that she was the oldest person ever to receive the nobel prize in literature so it proves to it's never too late i yeah. guess that's yeah. important especially for learning never too late that's for true to it is important when people complain you know i always wished i did this oh, when I'm, i was younger. i'm too old for this when people yeah it's not true and when people it's never like, too late Older people say, you know, I really wish I had spent my time doing this. I understand that it's more difficult to, for example, if it t- means going to university or college and getting another degree. I know that it's hard if you're older, but even so, you have one life to live. It's not too late to learn something new. Never too late. But yeah, the um, quote. Yeah, no, I just, what I liked about this quote was that um, it's, especially this quote, it's kind of specific to each person. Mm-hmm. Like when you learn something new, it may be something that you've understood before, or you had a vague idea about, but now that you've gone into detail about it or learned more about it, you have this um, this new perception of the world that is, is part of what I love so much about learning, is like once you learn something new, you, you um, look at the world or maybe just that portion of the world in a slightly different yeah. way because you understand it that's differently so cool. and, and better now. Um, and that's, that's part, most, maybe the main reason why I love learning so that's much so is that true. it just changes your perspective on things and it's wonderful. One of my favorite feelings is like learning something in school, especially if someone else was in 
that class with me and I'll be hanging out with them outside of school or something. I'm like, oh my goodness, look at that. That's exactly what this teacher was yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even... That's why this teacher was so excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Or even something so basic. We were learning naming element or naming compounds in chemistry. So we're waiting. And my friend had a bottle of water on her desk and there was some like magnesium sulfate or whatever in the water, right? Like it was an added ingredient and she was like, quick, what's the formula for magnesium sulfate? And I was like, oh, it's this. And we were able to like figure it out. And it's just like so cool. one of those moments. It's like, maybe not necessary. Maybe I don't need to know that, but even but so. it's fun. Like that, I was like, I actually know this. I know how to do that. Yeah, yeah. it's not just like some mystery of how does the world work? What is this thing? It's like, oh, that's an... I don't know. It's just and even like little little things like that. It doesn't have to be this big like philosophy of life thing, right. but just understanding a little thing can make I don't know, can make learning more about it and expanding on mm-hmm. it even more fun. And so I just thought that was an important part of this quote. I sort of I thought it and I th- also think that it kind of talks about like it makes me think of when this doesn't happen with everything that you learn, but sometimes you'll be taught something and as soon as like the teacher or whoever's teaching you um explains the concept you get that aha moment like you get Mm -hmm. it I love that moment and it's something like oh obviously it's this that makes so much sense obviously this is how you do this thing that makes so much sense you always known it but you didn't so like she said you this is you suddenly understand something you've understood your whole life Right, you kind of be like, oh, but in a new way. Yeah, and like sometimes you figure out a new way of doing a problem or figuring mm-hmm. something out. It's just very fun. Yeah, learning is a good time. Um, and then my second quote is: "The beautiful thing about learning is that nobody can take it away from you." And that was said by B. B. King, who I believe is our first musician. Maybe, possibly. Possibly. I, I mean, besides the music episode, obviously. <laughs> but um, I don't. I don't know if we've ever had a musician. Maybe not. Quote. Uh, in any of our other episodes. But anyway, he was an American blues singer, electric guitarist, songwriter, and record producer. And he introduced a sophisticated... I just thought this was cool, but he introduced a a sophisticated style of soloing based on fluid string bending and shimmering vibrato that influenced many later electric blues guitarists. I think I've heard of him. I think so, too. Um, I'm sure if we heard some of his songs, we'd recognize Mm -hmm. them. Um, and he's considered one of the most influential blues musicians of all time. I just thought, just a little bit on, on his person, I thought it was really cool that, um... <laughs> Sorry, my dog's... dog is making noises, and it's very cute. Sorry if you see, hear weird noises. My dog is, um... He's so cute, If no one though. pays attention to him, he gets upset. Sorry about um, that tension again. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that uh, a musician, like not a novelist or a poet or, I don't know, like a screenwriter or someone who maybe you would normally associate with like knowledge hmm. and scholarly learning. That's interesting, yeah. Was someone who uh, gave or came up with this very profound quote yeah. about learning. Um, which I also love. Like the beautiful thing about learning is that nobody can take it away from you. And it's sort of like what you, it sort of connects to what you were saying earlier about the aha moment that you sometimes get, which is that, I mean, obviously when you come back from school after a summer or after a long break, you forget a lot about science and science and math that you learned last year. But as you start learning again, 
you realize, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah, I know how to do this. Mm -hmm. And it's a very satisfying um, realization. Like, oh, I know, I know this. Like, I'm, I can do this. And I think that's kind of plays into the idea that like knowledge is power because mm -hmm. it's something that it's it just becomes a part of you and it, it helps you grow. Um, and if you want to remember something, you, you will. will. You'll remember it. And, yeah. and you, yeah. And yeah. That, and the fact that nobody can take it away from you, like, there's lots of things that people can take away about you. Yeah. And even, not even physical things, like, I mean, it's kind of sad, but people can take away your confidence. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that thought popped into my head, but people can't take away what you know. They can't yeah. just make you forget something. You can't make yourself forget something. Like yeah. You can even make yourself, I don't know, lose confidence. You can yeah. do that to yourself. But you can't make yourself forget what you know That's what so you true. learn. And I thought that was very powerful. I agree. You can never forget learning uh, or what you've learned. And so, yeah, that's why, that's why I like that quote. Yeah, I really, I definitely agree. I think it's, it's again, part of the reason why I really like learning. Because I, I know that it's something that I'll always have. If yeah, I, I'll always have the, the skills or the knowledge of what I've learned, mm -hmm. and I think that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on, Bronwyn, what what is your quote today? So my quote is: "Learning is the only thing that the mind never exhausts, never fears, and never regrets." And that was said by Leonardo da Vinci, who is like my <laughs> favorite person ever. Okay. Your favorite person ever. Yes, totally. No, but I, I really like this person. Um, he was a... An, actually, going back to the word polymath, uh, Leonardo da Vinci was an Italian polymath of the Renaissance. So that oh. basically means that he uh, covered many different fields of interest. So like he um, covered areas such as math and science and also art invention painting sculpting sculpting and architecture he was a very that's very known cool. as a i mean it was in the renaissance but also a renaissance man if you know what that means so a bit of everything um he's a very cool person a pretty good person too uh and lived from 1452 to 1519 um yeah and just a very smart very cool person uh and his quote that learning is the only thing the mind never exhausts, never fears, and never regrets, I think is really cool because the, I think that even if you don't enjoy simply going to school, I think everyone's mind always, <clears throat> sorry, everyone's mind always wants to learn. There's always part yeah. of it. It's almost impossible for your mind just to stay still and not want to figure out something new and once you do learn something you never you never regret in terms of learning obviously. I love the never regret part like, yeah it's never a negative thing to learn yeah, something it really never is and I'm I'm think, I can't possibly fathom an example of like oh I, yeah. I regret when I figured that out like I don't yeah and I think it's yeah I just I really like that I it's actually this is kind of relating to an idea that um the idea, I was homeschooled for a little bit, and a lot of people who are homeschooled, um, a common concept is unschooling, which I didn't do, but that's a con common concept. And it's the idea of no formal teaching because children are inherently curious, so they will want to learn by themselves. Oh. And I don't know if I necessarily agree with that or not. I'm, I don't feel too strongly either way to each their own, but the I find it an interesting idea that 
it's basically the idea that everyone's mind wants to learn. And so it's good to let people figure out what they specifically are interested in. Yeah. Um, so it's a, just an interesting concept which relates to this, I think. And without learning, uh, I don't know if a lot of people truly realize this, but without learning, you can never figure out what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people don't like school because they they find it, um, oh, I, well, I'm never going to study math. Yeah. Like, what's the point of it? But if you never learn about math, you'll never know if you're not interested. Yeah, and I understand it for, yeah, like you said, for a lot of people, it's not necessarily even all of school that they dislike, but it's just a specific yeah, course a or something. And I, I get that. But I also think it's important, like you said, yeah, to, to figure out what you like and dislike. And um, maybe it seems like a bit of a waste of time, but... And you might never it's use that important. concept again, and and I get that, and so I, I mean, I, I think that's completely valid, but I, I also think that it's, I don't think it's inherently bad that you have to yeah, go through that. I don't know. But yeah, so I think it's just interesting um, concept from my man, Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Your man. <laughs> Such a good, if you guys have ever read The Da Vinci Code, Such you'll know book. how cool Leonardo da Vinci was. He was a pretty cool dude. Yeah. So yeah, that was just talking about our love of learning a bit, and now moving on to anecdotes. This is bad timing, because I just took a bite of the candy cane. Oh dear. Um, um, I think that the main thing we're going to be talking about is a lot of teachers <laughs> that have influenced our love of learning. Yes. So I, I have been lucky enough to have quite a few really special teachers, teachers who really influenced me and my interests, and... Um, without them, I honestly don't know where I would be. I don't know if I would be as happy of a person mm-hmm. as I am now. Um, so to start, my the first teacher that really influenced me was my first grade teacher. And she, I was a very upset, quiet oh first grade child. Um, I was just very anxious and nervous. And oh. I had like a little bit of separation anxiety with my mom. And I also didn't have any friends (laughs) because Allie, as we talked about um, a couple episodes ago, she had been left behind. She was in kindergarten and I was a year ahead of her. So in uh, in first grade, I was sort of lonely, but uh, my teacher in first grade was really kind to me and she recognized that I loved reading. And so she gave me lots of reading to do and she suggested a ton of books for me. She, uh, and... eventually she recognized that I also loved to write. I still love to write. Um, And so I really genuinely think that she was the teacher who inspired all of my journals. Mm. And what she did was at the end of the year, she gave me a big yellow folder full of stationery. And she said, Dear Sophia, I know you love to write. Here's some material for you to write on. And on the little yellow folder, I think I still have the folder. It was the sweetest thing a teacher has ever done for me. For me, she was such an incredible teacher. I'm so thankful to her. And really, because of her, I I started writing my own stories. I wrote little short stories. I still write in my journals um, as much as as often as I can. Of course, as we mentioned last episode, I have travel journals, and it's it's really thanks to her. I'm so thankful that I had that teacher in my life. And then I had some, of course, really amazing teachers all throughout uh, elementary school, but uh, they all sort of blended into one for me. Um, But not to say that they were all 
they weren't all very, very good teachers. Um, but jumping up to seventh grade, I had a teacher in seventh grade who is, I loved her as well. And she, um, she was interesting because on the first day of school, I came home to my mom and I said, I hate my social studies teacher. She is so scary. She is so terrifying. And by the end of the year, she was my favorite teacher. Oh. <laughs> it was just, she was so intimidating on the first day of school and so loud and very scary. But, uh, and we were very opposite personalities. Like I was still oh. very, very, very quiet. And she was big, booming voice, very loud, very enthusiastic. Um, and yeah, but she was just, she, she was very special, not just to me, but to every single student in seventh grade because she could see what was special in every student. I have had teachers like that. Yeah, and she could see what was important in them, and she expanded on that, and she grew on that. I honestly don't think I learned very much social studies in seventh grade at all, but I learned some of the most important life lessons in her class. I would say especially in middle school, that's one of the, that's more important than learning. It's so much studies. more important. Seventh grade social studies is no different than eighth grade social studies than sixth grade social exactly. studies. Exactly. You don't It's learn. not that important. But yeah. the life lessons that she taught were. We had this, um, this thing called Power of One, and all of the teachers in our, our color would try to enforce the idea of you can do it, like you alone can make a difference in the world. That was incredibly important for all of us seventh graders. Um, we would have team meetings of like, uh, you, like, you can do it, you're important. This is, these are the values of seventh, our seventh graders. This is what you have to follow. And my, so our social studies teacher was the driving force of that. Aww. So she was, she was very That's important really to me. Um, and then, Another teacher that I had, I'm going to call her Senorita, I won't say her last name, but she was my Spanish teacher. And as we talked about uh, last episode, I went to Antarctica. And for some reason, I still don't know why, my, when I told my Spanish teacher this and asked for the work that I was going to need to make up, she was like, ooh, can you send me an email of pictures of whales if you see any whales in Antarctica? I don't know why, I think she just liked whales. And so I did, I sent her an email and uh, I came back. And her nickname for me is now Bayena, and which means whale in Spanish. <laughs> and she is the best. She it sounds so... a lot better in Spanish than in English. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't call a student whale in, in English, but Bayena is just a really nice, it's, it's a fun name to say in, in Spanish. Um, and she is the most excitable teacher I've ever had still. She's so bubbly, so enthusiastic. I still email her from time to time and I go back and visit all the time and she still calls me Bayana. She gives me these big big hugs. And so she was just a very special teacher for me because she made learning so much fun. She made learning Spanish so much fun and she was crazy. She would make all of us laugh all the time and it was just such a nice, she was, she's such a good, such a good teacher. Um, and then lastly, the last person I want to, wanted to talk about is my current English teacher. Um, he, I, gonna be honest, don't love what we're doing in English class currently, because, I don't know, I, I haven't loved the books that we've been reading, but, um, my teacher is just, he genuinely loves his job. And that is something that's so important for me and a teacher, is that he is so enthusiastic he said many times like um i love my job this is my dream job like i'm so excited to be here and so happy to be here and enthusiasm and, and passion about what you're teaching 
makes so all the difference yeah. as a teacher. 100%. Um, literally, he he had a surgery and he was out for two weeks, I think. And he his doctors tried to make him stay out for another week, but he was like, no, I'm, I'm I want to come back. I want to keep teaching because that's how much he va- wow. values teaching, and he wanted to teach. So I just thought that was very special and so important in a teacher. If I've had teachers who really hate their jobs. I, yeah. And if you don't enjoy teaching and you're not passionate and enthusiastic about what you teach, um, there I it's you're just not gonna enjoy the class that the teacher yeah. teaches. So yeah, I talked for a while about my teachers, I'm sorry. But no I there's one last teacher who we're gonna mention at the end that Barla and I both have, who's right. very special, but we'll save for that now. For we'll we'll save that. Uh, for now, Bronwyn, what are so, you the first teacher I wanted to mention was my fifth grade teacher. And this teacher, he was just, um, just he was loved. I think every single student who's ever had him loved him. Um, I've heard a lot about so him. He was so much fun and such a, just an incredible teacher. He had, all the students loved him and respected him so much. Um, and he really, again, I don't remember learning anything in fifth grade. Yeah. Um, but even, but... He really, I think, all of his students, he really taught so many life lessons to all of them, again. Um, and I just think generally, I mean, it was fifth grade, and I just don't remember a time. Yeah. But I had a couple of friends who I'm still friends with now in my fifth grade class, and it was just so fun. And this guy was just such an amazing, such a good person. Um, my and, little cousin has him now, and oh, he loves. He's him. just he makes everyone laugh. He cares about every student. You feel like he cares about you so much, and every st- single student feels that. And so it's just, um, just a very incredible teacher to be able to do that um, for so many different students. Uh, and then moving on to grade nine, last year was the. Um, first year, I think that I've ever really enjoyed math, and my math really? teacher. It's interesting because a lot of people, um, I've heard really, really mixed things from from about him, and I think the year before I had him as a teacher, and before that, didn't teach very well, and students really did not have a good time in his class. And then at open house last year, he, my dad went, and he heard this teacher talking about how much, you know. He was teaching a certain way before, and this year he was going to change it up, change his style of teaching. That's so interesting. And for me, I learned so much in that class about math, because that's what he taught. But it was just a really good... I felt like I was learning, and it was still hard work, but I knew that I could work hard and do well. And I was the class was helpful. The class really... And it really like showed me that math is something I quite enjoy. Um, and I thought that it was also like quite remarkable but that a teacher was able to recognize that maybe they weren't the best teacher before and so they needed to yeah. change. That's because incredible. I've I never have, seen a teacher I've never do that seen before. a teacher do that because so many of my teachers, um, I have had many good teachers, but the teachers that have been less strong, it's often because they've been teaching for a long time and they've just stuck with their ways. Yep. They don't really care about it anymore. Yep. They kind of blame it on the student if mm-hmm. the student doesn't do very well instead of realizing, hmm, maybe I'm doing something wrong and there's something I need to change. So I thought that that was really um, quite an impressive uh, characteristic. Amazing. And this was a really, this guy is really nice. And yeah, it was just a really 
it was that's incredible. incredible. I've never yeah. heard that about a teacher before. Um, and it was really fun because, again, like I said, it, it opened the door to something that I didn't realize that I enjoyed. The second teacher that I'm going to talk about is my chem teacher this year, who I love, who also, I don't think, um, I, I don't know if, I don't think chem is something that I'll do past high school. Really? Yeah, I don't love it as a, like, general thing, but this class is also so fun and so interesting, and this teacher makes it a thousand times more she interesting. She's so enthusiastic. Yeah, she's the most enthusiastic person ever, <laughs> and it makes me laugh so much because she just she loves her job so much. Like she gets so excited about what she's teaching us. She just she wholeheartedly loves it, and like she's also such a happy, bubbly, enthusiastic person. And I think she likes that. I find that so nice because I think a lot of people are just in that class and they're stressed out and they're just trying to get their grades but for me it's that's I also just really enjoy her as a teacher and it's just really really fun yeah um so just yeah just a good teacher and then the next teacher I want to talk about is I think a teacher we've mentioned a couple of times which is the Greek and Latin the ancient Greek and Latin teacher in our school who's just iconic um, and I also have him as an advisor, so like kind of for homeroom, if you don't know what advisory is. And he's just, he's again, someone who loves teaching. He loves his job. He's, he loves the subjects that he teaches. He's, um, he loves like classics. He's like learning old English now. <laughs> and he is, it's not a very easy course because, especially because he has a really tough time staying on track because he knows so much about so many different things. So he yeah, will go off I've on heard tangents. About his tangents. <laughs> he has a hard time teaching the actual content because he'll go off on so many tangents. But again, someone who's just a genuinely good person who genuinely loves teaching and just loves getting people excited about a subject that he enjoys. That's so wonderful. Yeah, I, I take Latin online this year, mm-hmm. so I've never had um, him as a teacher. But next year I'm going to take it in school, and so I'll have I'll have him, and I'm very excited. Yeah. I've heard so many good things about him from you, from Nora. Yeah, it sounds he sounds no, amazing. He's he's really iconic too. He's just I've, all the students, most students know who Mr. Gabrielson. Yeah, many do, and he's just a really really good person. Um, and the last teacher I'm going to talk about is my English teacher, and like you talked about with your social studies teacher in grade seven, my English teacher is someone that. Everyone who has her loves her. Yep. Um, and she knows, she learns something about everyone. She, it feels like every single person has a personal connection with her. And it's actually, she's just such a good person. And she, like the first day of school, she's telling us, it's again, like there, it's not a super easy course, but she does, she's not giving us busy work. She says, you know, I'm, literally here to make you write better and so everything that we're going to do is going to have a purpose and so just hearing that you know you're not wasting your time which is so important because some there are classes where you feel like it's a waste of time and then she also first day of school uh the some kid walks so like kind of pops her their head in and they're like oh hi i just wanted to say hi and my teacher goes oh yeah you might have noticed my door is literally always open and so you can walk in at any time, whether I'm teaching That's a class, so nice. whether I'm not, whether it's after school or before school, you can just come and say hi. You can just come and sit in my room. People during the freeze go and sit in her room. 
That's so People who don't even have, have her this year. She's just, she has that impact on everyone. And she's someone who's just, she just really genuinely cares. And I know that for some people, she's someone who, if they need to talk about anything, they can always go and talk to her. Um, and I know that for a few students. And it's just, she's a genuinely amazing person That's who so genuinely wonderful. cares about every single one of her students and loves what she teaches and loves she loves teaching and so just yeah she's just one of those teachers so who's lo- so amazing. lovely to see teachers who who love what they do because when someone loves what they do and they're there's they just make you it's love clear it. it's so clear that yeah they it's love contagious it. and it really is it makes yeah. the students love learning mm-hmm. which is so important <sighs> okay <laughs> so the last teacher that we wanted to talk about today is the teacher who um is very we both have for civics in the contemporary world, which is a social studies class that we both social take. studies government course. Yeah, we both yeah we both have it this year. And do you wanna? Sure, I'll talk about her a little bit. So she is wonderful. She really is the most enthusiastic person about social studies I've ever I've ever met. It's it's another thing where it's so clear that she's passionate yeah. about what she teaches and she's so interested in it and she loves it so much and it really is contagious to all the students like she says oh i'm so excited for you guys to get to the next unit like i can't i can't wait for you to learn about it it's so interesting and she's very excited about what she teaches she cares about each and every one of her students and uh and what what they learn and how well they do and it's just it's really wonderful to see um and she's she it's funny because she uh, we've talked about this, Sophia and I have talked about this, but this teacher's literally what Sophia would be as a teacher. <laughs> um, she's yeah. so sweet. She she can sometimes she'll talk a little bit like loudly. She has a loud voice and she she's very enthusiastic. Voice. But then the moment that you raise your hand to answer a question, yeah. it's so sweet. She'll immediately just very personally, yeah, what do you have to say? And it's just, it and makes it feel so special. She's and, happy every time everyone yeah. participates and she, she, she clearly shows that like, yeah, Sophia, like what? And I think it's also, she has a really good, the really good skill of being able to, when you answer a question, even if it's maybe not exactly the 100% correct answer, she's able to make you feel like your input was still important and it still was valid because I've had teachers in the past who, if it's not the answer they're looking for, they're like, eh, I guess so, maybe. Yeah, and it makes you feel so terrible. Yeah, you don't feel like participating again. And this teacher, even if it's quite wrong yeah she'll maybe change the words around a little exactly. bit too and she'll still say like good good work thank like thank you for and she you can tell she yeah. appreciates that you raised your hand and you participated so it's just really yeah yeah and i mean just one last thing she we did we're doing um a podcast a competition a little a little competition um for npr and we asked her to for our sub- podcast for our podcast yes to uh submit uh, our submission for us, our podcast for us, and she was so supportive and yeah. so excited about it, and it was uh, it was very encouraging to know yeah. that um, she was really proud of us and she wanted she wanted us to continue and she was so excited to be asked about it and that yeah. we were doing it together and it felt really nice to it was nice that. to yeah. know that and to have that moment because for us it's so important that a teacher is excited for us so. If you're listening, thank you. Yeah, um, 100%. And 
Yeah. So we just, yeah, so any teachers that we've had, we wanted to say a thank you. We also wanted to just encourage anyone who's maybe not loving school, for example, maybe find a subject that you're interested in and invest your time into learning about that and find something exciting to learn about that you'll enjoy learning about because it really is such an important and magical experience to to feel the gratification of learning. Yeah. And then maybe try to appreciate learning a little more. Also if you if you have a teacher who is who has inspired you to care more about learning, make sure to thank them. Yeah. Go out of your way to, and to it's, let them it might know feel a little weird to say hey it is, you know, it is a little weird. It's hard to do but you know I can guarantee that not only will it make them feel amazing, but it'll make you feel amazing. It, it does. It really genuinely And does. also, you'll then have a connection with that teacher that's even more important yeah. because they'll know that you genuinely enjoy being in that class and it'll really mean a lot to them. Yeah. I'm, it's really special for them to hear and it's really nice. It's It will make you feel amazing yeah. as well. So, I guess that's what we have for this week. Yeah. Why don't we do a shout out to our intro music, which is Inspirational Life. Our outro music, Blossoming Inspiration, which will be linked in the episode description, of course. Um, and I mean, a shout out to the person who drew our cover art. You can find them on Instagram at dinobyte, that's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. Go check them out. They do amazing art. They do commissions. So if there's anything that you want oh, yeah. drawn, anything that you want, um, any art that you want created that you have a picture of in your head, you can send them a description and they can, um, they yeah. have a business where they make art like that. For sure. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram as well. We have an Instagram, uh, it's quotes.and.anecdotes and we post updates as to when each episode comes up. So be sure to check yeah. that out. Um, Contact us. Yeah, email us. Yeah, at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com, which you can find all of this in the episode description. Mm-hmm. And be sure to leave a comment, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We hope to see you next week. Thank you for listening to Quotes and Anecdotes. We, we hope you had fun because we certainly did. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And cut.